It is episode 97 of the, of the LRM podcast talking, well, it's going to be more than television film today, but um, I think it's just, I've been busy with school, so we haven't been recording a ton, but what have you seen over the last month and a half? Well, I gave up on Lord of the Rings, the Lord of the Rings show, um, and mentioned it in passing, so maybe we'll blitz through Once it's over. three or four episodes here. Um, the only thing that has become appointment television is House of the Dragon. <clears throat> and that is, um, you know, that was last night after that stunning loss by the Bengals. Yeah, I don't know. No, no problem. Um, but House of the Dragon, kind of the only thing that I make that I make a point to watch and continues to overperform in my mind. Um, Movies wise, saw Top Gun, uh, the Night of the Storm down here. So, mm. so I, everyone who listens to this probably already knows that I live in Fort Myers, and we somehow maintain power throughout the whole storm. And um, we just watched Top Gun. We saw the other guys again because we wanted to see something light. That was a. Uh, <laughs> there was one part in that that you know, there's a lot of funny parts. But it's when Will Ferrell says, all right, guys, have a great day. And Bobby Cannavale just feels like, cut the shit. Yeah. 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 Um, that that movie is incredibly uneven, but there are some very, very, very funny parts in it. Um. Yeah. Well, like, I think my brother, my brother, Bobby, yeah, <laughs> uh, there's always a part that he'll remember with like the Bobby Cannavale when he's like, uh, hey, when's the last time you had a desk pop? September 08. Like he I love how he like to go along with the joke. He like literally, oh, let me think back. Let me think back. Um yeah, no. I mean I've seen that movie so many times. I've seen yeah. Seventh grade Christmas break. Uh not Christmas break, Thanksgiving break. I think I watched it like four times. Um uh no, we saw I'm trying to think. Oh, well, what do you think of Top Gun? I think that's the first. Um it like it is such nostalgia feel and clearly it's like, yeah, you should watch that movie on IMAX. It is so like pristinely shot. It is such like a Don Simpson, Jerry Bruckheimer sort of like the shots are so clean. Like at the beginning where he's like fixing his plane, like there's not a speck of dust within a hundred miles of him probably it's like and, and i get oh, it in the warehouse in like, yeah in, in the hangar it, it, yeah yeah in the hangar and see tom but like, 58 year old biceps oh my god i'm like or he's I 56 because they filmed dude, a lot of it in like yeah but it's like 19. dude's in amazing shape for 18 let alone 50 whatever however old he was yeah that's why they did that quick shot where he's walking back on the beach because it's like you know it's just Gravity, you know, yeah, uh, you yeah, could yeah, be yeah. in as great a yeah. shape as you are, but right. when you right. get that old, just gravity. I mean, he still looks great. Yeah. I, 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 I like though how like the they set up the mission and it's this um, unknown country, right? It's like the person in the other plane is covered head to toe in like a mask. You have no idea as to what these people look like. Um, they are just the they are just stormtroopers, right? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, 
clearly it's portrayed to be some sort of Eastern Europe breakaway or Russia or though it could be parts of China though even the northern parts of China are mostly desert for the most part but um you know I'm I'm surprised that that movie didn't play in China if it's only because the Taiwanese flag was on the back well no uh, it was because... like it was they said it was like too pro-American or something oh that's what that was like the official thing that came out it was too pro-American even okay. though they did remove the Taiwanese flag well I think I mean I mean China you know that 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 is a country and culture personality state right now. So, you know, Disney yeah. films generally probably aren't going over there because they're too pro-American. Um, um, I, that's I, not I, why Disney I, films. I, I, that's not why Disney what, films are. No, I mean, I I, I know why I know why Disney films are going uh, over there. Uh, J- Jennifer Connelly. Um, yeah, I mean, hands, it's like okay, though. yeah, it, well yes clearly but no i mean look i'm not saying it's a bad thing but what i'm saying is like you know we need to find like the most attractive people in their mid-50s right to put in this movie because boy if they if they dug up kelly mcgillis's corpse right now woof i mean i mean she there was a scene she probably wore some bridge upon there's a scene where you see her hands and it's like, oh yeah, she's okay. She's she's you, older. You see, well, yeah, you see why you don't see a lot of the, you know, putting the hair back over the ear stuff. You know, you probably have a uh, Michael Bay, not Michael Bay, Jerry Bruckheimer right there is like, put your hands down. <laughs> um, pretty remarkable how the flying scenes you are able to follow everything yeah. for the most part. It's like, um, yeah. you know, the other movie that was gr- was technically really good at that. Though I don't need to see it again. Saving Private Ryan was amazing at that, where you would see these battle scenes and there's a lot going on, yet you are able to follow everything. Um, don't need to see that movie again. Uh, I mean, I, I I completely understand its appeal. Like, I totally understand its appeal. It's I think the expectation it's going to get nominated for Best Picture. Um, fine. Well, I mean, considering there's what? 17 movies that get nominated for best picture now why not right? it's anywhere from six anywhere from six to ten get nominated, or five to ten get nominated uh but they've been hitting on like eight and nine for like the last seven years because a movie has to get a certain amount of votes for the nomination and they haven't oh. got they haven't gotten all 10 in a long time i um, i i i think that um 17. there's no way this isn't going to make it simply because i think there's an awareness of the academy now that um there's an awareness of the academy now they, that they've expanded they, their membership so much over the last decade like but it, also it i think be, it used to be like three thousand members four thousand it's like nine thousand now but uh, i think not only that but i think this goes for like the did you know that the emmy awards were a couple weeks ago like boy i mean i i barely remember them being out there i knew of them and all of a sudden i heard all i heard is yeah the emmys happened on Sunday, I'm like, I had no idea. Like there was no buzz. I think that award shows and stuff like that generally, if the only way you are going to bring people in is to give them something to root for. And so nothing wrong with A24 movies, but if you're only um, making if super the, artsy. Yeah. If the only thing movie. nominated is oh yeah, mo- super they might be great movies, but no one has seen them. 
No one's going to fucking show up to watch to see if two movies that battled it out that a total of 200,000 people in America saw, um, that no one's going to care. They And they won't tune in. So I think that there would likely be, that's why I think Top Gun is going to get nominated. N not that it doesn't deserve it, but I think the Academy is probably acutely aware of we need to we need to be relevant have more mass appeal yeah w whether whether they win or not we need to show that look it's not about this uber elite you know movies cannot turn into um you know the academy award shows cannot turn into the equivalent of walking through the museum of modern art where 80 percent of the art in there is completely accessible i'm looking at you cy twombly um I just remember you hit me up. I was actually thinking about this the other day. I forget where it was. Uh, I forget why I thought of it, but it was a thing where um, you, we were looking, you you and Miss Anne were getting a little frustrated with me because I was mad that we were spending, no, what? You, we were spending so long in each room, which I still stand by. I think I can. Hang on. Where? I I, at, the, at the Art Institute of Chicago. Exactly. Okay, um, let's, let's get the, I mean, the Art Institute of Chicago. I mean, this is not like, um, Jonesboro, Arkansas's, uh, you know, art museum. Okay. Right. So, but I just felt like we were just spending forever in each room, and it, that's all. I mean, like, so I think I still stand by the fact of being frustrated about it. How I might have handled my frustration, I could have been better at, better doing that. Um, managing my emotions. There you go. Um, and I wasn't like for the listeners, I wasn't like taking frames off the wall and throwing them across the room or anything. I was just, you know, <laughs> I was just making my uh displeasure known what's uh what, what's the what's the dana carvey bit what's fucking bullshit <laughs> no 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 where he's got the kid that he's just standing around and he's like his, his son is like are we it's not are we done yet or something like that but it's like he's just sort of like he's just annoyed yeah, yeah, by being in the presence yeah. of the grand canyon or something yeah like that's that. what it was something like that like, when are we going like, back? When are we going? Yeah. Or when are we going back oh. to the apartment or, or <laughs> hotel or whatever? No. So, but it was like, you were, because you were like, no, you're supposed to look at them and, and like to, you know, get the, just interpret like what they mean. And, like, and I said, I know what all these pictures mean. And so you pointed at a picture or pic picture, you pointed at a painting of uh, Jesus and John the Baptist. And you were like, well, well this is obviously the baptism of Jesus. And, uh, and you were like, which one's Jesus and which one's John the Baptist? I'm like, dad, are you serious? He's like, no, like, seriously, which one? I'm like, that's Jesus. That's John the Baptist. You're like, how can you tell? There's a purple, like, there's a purple sash. It's not a sash, cool, like the ribbon or whatever. There's a purple ribbon around Jesus. And there's a super short robe around John the Baptist. And it's red. Purple means royalty. He's dipping in the water. So he's got a shorter robe. And you're like, Okay. Yeah. Well, and you just kind of like walk to the other side of the room. <laughs> but it was like I just remember. Yeah, side Twombly. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I just remember the, that whole. I I cannot understand modern art to save my life, and and some may say that I am a, uh, um, a uh, unsophisticated um, cretin. Well, fine. You know, it's all you know. Just read the painted word by Tom Wolf, and we'll get. You can understand where my headspace is on that. The painted what? The painted word. So Tom Wolf does a. It's really almost like a yeah. long essay. It's probably yeah. a hundred and thirty page book. 
a huge it's not the architecture one from Bauhaus right. to Art House that right. he does. Because architecture is sort of I mean, that book came out in the early eighties and and it's like um I mean architecture I think has gotten better since then, but the painted word is less about is it art? It is then it's more about art criticism and how do we have art be non-art? And it's like and and he basically does essentially a takedown of his a, a takedown of it and and wouldn't you know it uh, most of the art community said tom wolf is an idiot no oh, really talking about well shocking i mean he was basically lighting you up what what do i what i think is going to happen like basically gonna... trying to make your livelihood irrelevant yeah of course yeah i mean well right so you're big you like tom wolf big fan of tom wolf really? yeah some way yeah, i know i, yeah, know. I like tom wolf yeah um also to defend myself we all I, the art institute i was only 17 when we were there so let's you know okay you weren't seven no i'm joking like i mean, I'm joking. I mean you weren't of the age where i dump you into this kid section to play with tinker toys i mean no but i'm just saying like look the, you the saw your you saw like, your painting didn't you? Didn't i, I you was only oh i did that was great i was i still and i stared in front of that thing for a while it's like that, that's the thing that's nighthawks edward hopper is yeah. what he's making reference to and That's for those thing. that aren't familiar with Nighthawks, it has been parodied six ways to Sundays. Yeah. yeah. Boulevard of Bro Boulevard of Broken Dreams being the most famous oh. one. I don't know. There was a Simpsons, there's a Simpsons one. Well, okay. I hate to break popular. it to you. The, 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 what? The Simpsons. I mean, Boulevard of Bro the Broken Simpsons Dreams is, is a pretty I, popular. I, yes, I get it. But it's like the Simpsons has been used to sort of parrot. I mean, you're this close to Family Guy. Wait, Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Are you talking about? Has Marilyn Monroe and oh, okay. James not, Dean not the Green sort Day of song. sitting. No, no. but that okay. is a spin. That was a spin, I believe, on that painting. So or the, the take on yeah. that. Because I want to say that came out in the 80s. See, now you got me looking for it. But go ahead. No. Uh, so, yeah, there was that. Um, well, we saw The Woman King which was really good uh we planned to see smile that horror movie with that, that that's doing all the viral marketing at the sporting events with actors in the these camera sight lines that are doing these crazy ass smiles for hours on end um because it actually got like good reviews it has like a 79 percent around tomatoes i'm like man all the trailers i saw for it looked like ass but supposedly it's good uh we saw this movie Vengeance on Peacock, which is a BJ Novak written, directed by, starring. He plays this like podcaster. For yeah, yeah, I've heard, I've heard about this. And for it's the New Yorker, be, and he, it's supposed to be low thing. budget, and it's supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, oh, it's I've... not bad, but it's it's. I don't think it's an eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. But it's basically this podcaster from New York who works for the New Yorker. He's like a writer, but he does, I guess, like cereal or whatever. And hit this girl that he hooked up with, who was originally from Texas, dies. And her family calls him. And it's like, uh, her family calls him. It's like, oh, your girlfriend, you know, your girlfriend, she died. You, you need to come down here. So he actually goes and he basically, um, he basically investigates her death. And it's fine, but it's also like BJ Novak. I mean, he can only play one type of character. Like, 
it's it's always it skill more writing than acting yeah exactly it more but about it's writing. always the same like milk toast white jewish guy from new york like that's what he is what? himself he plays himself yeah, he's, he's just okay. himself but the way he talks also like it just comes off so just yuppie ish because it's but, but that's his character all the time he doesn't play anybody else so it's like it's kind of interesting just to see that you know he's the main character like like he casted himself so it's all right whatever uh that was fine um yeah i mean house of the dragon we can get into that if you had the yeah. last episode but or the last few episodes because we haven't talked about it but man that like i am shocked at how good it is not that i have read the book but i was watching some youtube videos mm-hmm. um which sort of says hey here's what you missed and there's one i think called out there called heavy spoilers i think which is some english guy and he does a lot of referencing of the narrative he does a lot of referencing of the differences between the book and the show which i really don't care about but he literally shows you sections of the book that said okay so this is the paragraph that it's referencing and the book itself is a amalgamation that specifically he, he does sort of a Tolkien Tolkienian trick. So to use Tolkien as a context, the Lord of the Rings book is really just a transcription of what Bilbo wrote and Frodo finished, and I get maybe same too. Yeah. That went into the Red the, Book of West the Red Bur- Yeah, okay, right. Yeah. And so, and and that's and sort of it's like this this weird sort of well, who's the narrator? And there are these little tricks of who the narrator is at different points. Well, in in the Fire and Blood, is that what it's called? Yeah, Fire the and book Blood. Fire and Blood, which is the book that this is that not just this season, but likely many seasons going forward. I think they're going to squeeze five out of this because frankly, this whole season is purely prologue to like the heavy shit. Yeah, no, I read a bunch of stuff basically with like, you know, Aegon, then Aegon, then Viserys, then, and then some stuff. And then I eventually skipped to like Eris and then the Eris the well, second. Because Eris yeah. the second was the Mad King. Yeah, but, so I'm like... So I'm avoiding that, but, but they show, but basically the book is nothing but an amalgamation of three, two or three different. One is mushroom. Who's like a jester sort of guy. Another is a maester and they are all in their own ways, unreliable narrators. And so because of that. Yeah. Like the whole thing with Rhaenyra and Kristen, it was all, it's all like rumor. Speculation. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, so they have this book that is created in this way that is not just a straight narrative story of what happened. It is, well, these are, this is what this his, this is what this book written by this jester type player or person says, this is what this book by what this um, maester said. And I think there's another one. And so it sort of all comes together to create this. Here's what's been said. And it's up to you, and in some cases, even the showrunners, to determine, okay, well, what are we going to lean into is actually what's reality and what's not. But the fact that if you read those, it is purely read like a relatively sort of 
arch um, history book from a long time ago. So to say, okay, here's what we're going to do this. And now we're going to build this dialogue plot or whatever. And it's not, it's almost like the exact opposite of what Game of Thrones was, which is whole, whole sections of the book from the inner thoughts of Cersei Jon Snow. Uh, or Jon Snow or whatever. And this is all just sort of, you know, this is what's going on. And they are now creating this show. So that is a pretty good trick to one, not only do it, but to make it compelling and interesting and things like that. Performances, Patty Considine, if he doesn't win best actor in a show, if he doesn't win the Emmy this year, then you can just burn the fucking Emmys down. I mean, it doesn't need to exist. Like he is, I mean, he remarkable, remarkable. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, the effects people too were pretty insane to make him. Yeah. He looks like he weighs 80 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And no, I he... guess it's leprosy is uh, some spin on leprosy is what he has. Basically. So, I mean, yeah. like he, uh, it was just, it's just interesting to see. Cause I, you know, when they, when they're doing the petition stuff, like, you know, he's going to come because they're just setting it up for him to come. But the way is just like, he's, they announce him, he struggles up. Yeah, and then like, I'll sit the throne. He's like, "Don't help me!" And he drops his crown. And then there was the thing that came out today that supposedly the drop crown and Damon help helping him was uh, ad libbed. Like that wasn't in the script. They just kept filming. Oh wow! And, but the way it was, I forget what I was. I think I was listening to Critical Drinker, and uh, they were talking about Damon and like Damon is this. He is like the chaos type of guy, but at the end of the day, he's just like it's about the family, making sure the family remains strong. Yeah, and I think so we, I think we know who the I think we know who the chaos guy is going to be. Oh, Amon, the, fu- the fucker that took the fucker that took what's her face's dragon. Yeah, Amon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he's 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 going to be a. I mean, they've sort of teased it, but you can just tell he's going to be a fucking problem. Well, it's it's interesting seeing Damon look like when Damon looks at him. Uh, after they get into that argument at the dinner, oh yeah, yeah, Damon's he's like, like just like you, you want to go. <laughs> well, Damon is also kind of like that's basically him, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, just right. like Damon. But and then it's interesting if you know how, if you know how how their lives go. I'll say I don't die. Don't yeah, no, I won't. Um, I mean, as I understand it, Rhaenyra sort of falls off a cliff here sooner rather than later. I mean, she like she begins to fall apart. Oh um, yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing they they mentioned. I can't that. imagine she squeezes another season out. Just based they, they mentioned Rhaenyra's fate in like one episode of Game of Thrones, like Joffrey when Joffrey is showing Marjorie the tombs. Right. He even says like what happens, and it's like oh, that's interesting. Uh, and then Aegon, how that how the episode started is Aegon basically assaulted, rapes the serving oh, girl, yeah. and like how that whole thing. I'm like oh, geez. but. Well, and and the thing that I'm not a I don't know if I'm a fan of it or not, but it is you have like so High Tower is sort of like the Hand High Tower, not Allison so mm-hmm. much, but the Hand High Tower is truly like I'm fucking Game of Thrones, y'all. Yeah, and other people are much more reactive as compared to being more cunningly proactive. Mm-hmm. Yet at the end of this episode you have two people that are not being 
greedy for the sake of greedy because they're power hungry let's say like cersei or these characters in game of thrones you have like the two sides the greens and the blacks that are clearly obviously going to fight each other that both feel like no it is our destiny or our duty it is up to us based upon what viserys said to become king in order to save the world or to take the throne in order to save the world obviously rainier heard that back first episode whenever he says like i've had the dream about the song of ice and fire sort of made some references when she showed up again but then he sort of confuses i think he doesn't know yeah, who allison is allison and he confuses allison but allison hears eris and it's like oh it's my it's eris right aegon because he mentioned you just think it's my aegon son aegon needs to be the one to become king in order to save the world because of the song of ice and fire etc so now they are both saying well we need to fight it for ostensibly good purposes. Now, I forget that who, who's who's the scar-faced kid that's the troublemaker. Amen. Amen. Now he's just in it just a just a scrap. I mean, he's just looking for he's just fixing. He's looking to get into a fight no matter what. But mm -hmm. uh, um, these other two are feel like no, we have noble and we have noble purposes as to why we need that. And I'm like, well, that's no fun. I mean, you like people that are sort of bags of shit. And you thought that Damon was going to be the pure bag of shit, but Damon sort of like is coming around to being now he's got age and experience and raised some kids and, you know, was sort of plugged into the Valerians. And now he's with, now he's with um, Rhaenyra and he sees his brother basically falling apart and, you know, and all that stuff. And so, so in the, in the book, did you see how old in the book, they said how old Viserys was, was with 52. Did you watch that one? 50 fucking two no I, I saw uh, the wiki, wiki of ice and fire that was, 50, when I, was I was reading 52? 52 yeah. and he's close it looks closer to 152 than 52 yeah all right yeah i mean i mean there before and god it's go like, I, you're supposed to believe I'm like 52 damon, damon is supposed to be like 47 or something 48 damon is well what's his how old is he how old is that guy is he is matt 30s? smith he's maybe 40 i think he's okay. like 37 38 um it's whatever no but it's not that it's the idea that he started he was supposed to be like 23 you know like yeah, it's like yeah. wait a minute wait a minute yeah. so like um uh no yeah it's it is it's really good it's I so mean, how many more i thought this was the last episode are there two more is it good no, there's, two more. <laughs> there's two more there's two okay. um you yeah, know i haven't watched rings of power i think i finished harley quinn since the last time we spoke oh okay um i haven't i haven't thrown so, she hulk and so yeah no weeks. i'm not i'm not watching that so speaking of she hulk <laughs> you saw i because yes. i texted you about this but I conan o'brien yeah conan o'brien yesterday tweeted out something it's like oh i learned the real title is actually she her hulk because pronouns and all that stuff and a lot of people in the comments were like oh do you do you think this is funny da, 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 da. they're like what part of this is funny so then I quote tweeted, I said, huh, I wonder how long this is deleted. And I remember right after I quoted it, I better take a screenshot of this just in case. Sure enough, I go check today. It's been deleted. So I just, just want to pat myself on the back there because called it from miles away. My, uh, my favorite was that, that tweet that said, no, you don't understand. This just isn't funny. And it's like, do you know how many, you know how many jokes quote unquote are put on Twitter that aren't funny, but that don't, that don't cause people to react to them and yeah that's like people 
and this is i'll get back to harley quinn but it's like that's like people i was talking to well the i saw it and then i knew raven would bring it up but it was like kanye wore like a white lives matter shirt with candace owens okay and so many people are like, did you see kanye it's like why are we even it's kanye why are we talking about like what like he because wants, he wants you to talk about it. Like be, well, and because society, it's a problem with celebrity. Yeah, it's it's a problem with celebrity in this culture. Is people people demand celebrities? It, it's the idea of in order, I need art in order to function in this world. And if the artist does not have whatever viewpoints I have, um. Therefore, um, it's not me, it's, it's him. And it's like, guys, you just, I, I think it's this also this idea of just celebrity is just a, and, and the role that celebrities play. I mean, isn't Kanye basically just, I mean, he's, he's borderline mentally ill. I don't know and, borderline. I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm just saying that he's, he he's got significant issues he's got tons of money he's supremely talented i guess and at, at what he does at his profession yes correct very very talented. and so and so he's just going to do stuff but the 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 people demand to analyze every le- step a person takes and i just I just have a hard time grasping why people get up in arms, whether you agree, whether you agree with what he said or not, it's one person. And the fact that someone says, well, this someone has a huge platform. It's like, why? The person has a huge platform because you, the public have chose to given this person that much juice and power. I just, you know, he's, he has no ability. It's I. I just, I just don't understand it. But then, but then, as soon as he wears, does the White Lives Matter thing, he goes and rants about the Jews, oh. and he ended up deleting that tweet. That was like forty-eight hours later or something. And then he got banned from Instagram. Um. Yeah. Well. So. Oh no. What will we do? Uh, so oh my it's... God. 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 God help. Yeah. Exactly. God help us if. Um, we don't have more Kanye in our life. We'll live. Yeah. No, uh, so no, with Harley Quinn, it's like, well, she's officially like part of the Bat family now. And I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't know if I really like where this is going. Um, because now it's like she's a full fledged, like, good guy. And the whole idea is like, no, really, she's supposed to be an anti hero. It was supposed to be the turn from like villain to anti hero. That was what, and now it's like she's joining. As as bat as a uh, Bruce finally is getting therapy, she's basically helping Batgirl, Robin, and Nightwing. Um, yeah, that's that's yeah. No, why? Yeah, that's uh, yeah. That's not like, the point of the character. Yeah, like and I'm, I'm just. And then they're they're making this fucking Velma show on HBO Max. That is an adult animated show. Mindy Kaling is playing Velma. There's no Scooby Doo in it, but there is like. There is some version of Shaggy, uh, and yeah, he's some he's some black stoner guy, right? Yeah, he's exactly. Like... And it's just kind of like, hey, why don't you just make a different show and not call it 
Velma or Scooby-Doo or whatever. And I, I tweeted why they didn't do that. I, I said, basically, it's like, because IP is IP, you know, you could have the great original interesting idea, but if you have the shitty premise that's based on IP, they will take the shitty premise that's based off of IP. And it was just kind of depressing to type but, that out. But but it's but it's an adult animated show. I mean, Scooby Doo when it came out, it was a fucking Saturday morning kids show. And it's Hanna Barbera nothing. This is all just nostalgia bait. And frankly, Let's think about that. It came, I think 1969 was when it first broke. Yeah, it was like 1969. So I'm, so I'm 52 years old. This was before I was born. And it was on the classic Scooby-Doo's I remember in Saturday morning. Yeah, in the late 70s. But it got completely watered down because they brought in fucking Scrappy-Doo, who's, who's like a pox. Um, they brought in Scooby Dumb. Do you know who Scooby Dumb was? No. They put they put he, he's like a like a Mortimer Snurd yokel from Countrified with like a um, Ed Norton hat on, and he just was dumb. So he's called Scooby Dumb. And then they did these Scooby Doo movies, which were these one hour or even longer um episodes of mysteries that had celebrities come in and so that's where they had like jonathan winters or don knots i mean they came out with a movie and that was like 1980 when i was 10 they came out with a movie with a scooby-doo movie like this was less than 10 years ago that was like scooby and the gang go to wrestlemania and like undertaker and all them like you see them on the box like you know posing and everything and it's just like oh god <laughs> no just so no. it was watered down as fuck in 1981 12 years after it came and i'm like there's no there's barely any connection like kids no kids under the age of 15 so, are gonna have any connection to it did you know that the scooby-doo movie the 2002 live action movie so Tim Curry was offered the villain role and he really wanted to be in it because he loves Scooby-Doo. And then he found out Scrappy-Doo was going to be in it. It was like, fuck that. I'm not in there. I hate Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> That's great. So then Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson did, yeah. did it. Yeah. But, it but weren't they trying to make uh, Velma in that to sort of like uh, ambiguously uh, attracted to women so or something like that? Nope. Yeah, that that was like a thought of let's have some sort of like she'll be kind of googly eyed at um Daphne. Uh, yeah, Daphne or whomever. Uh, no, I mean in the second one, the second one was the one where she wore that all like leather jumpsuit yes. or whatever. And that's <laughs> the... <laughs> yeah. Yes, we know. Yeah, we know. Linda Cardellini will always remember it. Um, um, no, no, but but I made a comment. I was, I'm just like, you know what? scooby-doo today has as much a connection to young kids as the cats and jammer kids did to the young kids that watched scooby-doo in 1970 and you have to google the cats and jammer kids but uh um so so i figured we could go over the movies coming out for the rest of the year because it's been been kind of dry i mean because uh uh well don't worry darling turned out to be a dud uh, uh, speaking well, the, of duds, the Amsterdam. Movie. Yeah, it 
made $10 million on an $80 million budget. Did you know, David? That there is no media for it, basically, at all? No media. Like, there's no, like, there's no, like, hey, starring in Amsterdam, we're going to have Chris Rock's going to come out on Jimmy Kimmel. Like, no one's doing any of that shit. Probably because David O. Russell, this is the thing. So David O. Russell, he, like, sexually assaulted his niece. And this came out in like twenty. Well, this came. Hold on, hold on. Well, you, well, you know, I mean, this isn't like allegations. Ha- look, there it, was it a, happens. Hold it on, happens. no, no, no. <laughs> this is like, this isn't just like allegations. This there was a police report filed, and he admitted to it on the record. That he so fondled, when did this come out? This came out like not long after the whole Me Too stuff. I think this came out in twenty eighteen. I don't know how this like slipped. Like I don't know how I didn't know, but also it's like cast christian bale margot robbie chris rock obviously all these people that are in this movie what are you doing like, well, well, well so, so this is what i'm trying to figure out this movie so the movie sucks like it's supposed to be bad it got yeah. bad reviews i now how much of that is driven by no david or russell's or pariah but you know it might actually be bad but it's like no co-writer credit he is the sole credited writer so so here's what i'm saying every you one have, of his critically acclaimed movies there was somebody with him. I'm just saying that, that I think that's a big part of it. But this script is written and it's being distributed. And it is not just going to be a, oh, David O. Russell, I can't wait to work with him. These people have to have enough of a filter to look at a script to say, oh, this is this is good. This is really good. Or this sucks. Yeah, David, I love you, but nah, I'm going to take a pass. Clearly, no one said that in this at all. Now, whether it was you owe me because Christian Bale did your movie, Fighter. anyone Academy Award. No, no. What's the other one? What's your movie? What? What's the Christian Bale movie with Amy Adams? Didn't he do that one? The Fighter. No, 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 no. American, whatever. Oh, American Hustle. Yeah, yeah. that was David O. Russell, right? Yeah, that was him. Yeah, that's much more your movie than yeah. The Fighter. Oh, yeah. So love that movie. So, um. Is there some of that? Maybe. So is it, is the script bad? Why would all these mega, you know, I just saw that. What's her face? Blondie. What's her I name? I need to No, no, no. Margot Robbie. So she's getting paid 12 and a half million bucks for doing a uh, Barbie. Yeah. So, okay. She doesn't have to do, she can pick and choose whatever movie she wants to do. And she's been a pretty big star for a while, well before this movie was sort of floating out. I know a lot of people are in it. You're telling me none of these people have a filter? So is the script bad? And then David O. Russell got his hands on it and he fucked it up when he was directing it and making it? That's, I guess that's what I'm trying to figure out is where does this fall apart for, yeah. to become a bad movie? Because I'm assuming it's not with the script. It's the putting it together. It says, Maybe it is. Instagram received mixed reviews. Most of whom praised the production design and performances of the cast, but criticized Russell's screenplay and direction. So, w- what is sort of the platonic ideal of a movie like that? W- what was the movie that came out during COVID that was like on HBO Max that I still haven't Lockdown. seen? Lockdown. No, 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 no. It's oh, got like what, Don, no, Don Cheadle. No sudden move. Yeah, like a Soderbergh type of movie. Yeah, yeah, but Sutter, so, so it's that it. with yeah. a little bit of uh, but except this is like what 30s, 
the uh, era of this is 30s? I think it's the 20s because it's people from World War One. And Soderbergh's 40s as compared to LA Confidential. Okay, but Soderbergh's like 40s sort of stuff, late 40s? Uh, early 50s for that movie. Or, okay, early 50s. No so sort of that um, Devil in a Blue Dress, um, LA Confidential vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it like, yeah, I mean, it's like that type of movie because Soderbergh can somehow gets like, but Soderbergh is also like, you know, I don't know the, in the like screen time for everybody in Amsterdam, but it's like with Soderbergh, it's like you have your four or to five main players, and then you'll have about eight other people who are also big names who show up for a scene or two mm-hmm. scenes or something. I don't know what this one, because there's so many damn people in this. It's like, you know, is everybody in it for like two scenes or, you know, like what are you, are you trying to, are you trying to give everybody like 20 minutes of screen time? Like what, what's going on? Um, but, but the script know. is the script and everyone signed up for it. That that's what I don't, that's what I don't get. And it's not well, that's like, the other thing. It's like, the it's budget. not like silver linings playbook just came out nine months ago. I mean, this yeah, isn't joy, years. right? Yeah. Right, but but I mean, this isn't coming right off of that. But it's also, so, it I mean, it was eighty million dollar budget, so it sounds like everybody was getting paid, not paid paid, but it sounds like everybody, it, people weren't getting a hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay, like, no, they weren't doing it for scale. I guess right, it. but but that's the thing. There's also a thing of like, hey, this is a this is a nine week shooting schedule. You have three scenes and you're gonna get paid 1.3 million dollars like how do you say no to that this was filmed in literally january to march of 2021 there i don't think there were pickups like that was all like bing bang boom done uh oh so it was like a clint eastwood special yeah principal photography took place between january and march 2021 in la they're not flying anywhere uh emmanuel lebeski shot the movie three-time academy award winner editor jay cassidy um yeah uh how where does this blow up like what part of this i'm gonna assume the script is okay because everyone said yes to it you've got a, a editor that's tight you said the cinematographer is tight what the fuck happened like how does this go wrong I think it's the script. I just don't think it's a good script. But then why are people, why are stars signing up for it? Are they, are I mean, they signing up for it saying, oh, it's a David or Russell. Yeah, Dave, whatever part you want me to play, just tell me when to be there. I'll show up. But that's it's what really I'm that. No, but it, that's probably part of it. But when you only have to be on set for two weeks and you're getting paid over a million dollars, I'm just saying like, would you, I, why would you say no to that? I, yeah, I, I and, hear you. Well, and hold on. Because let's not act like Silver Lang's playbook is the greatest script ever. And, you know, let's not act like, uh, I don't know, American Hustle is pretty well written. Let's not act like he has these super tight, amazing scripts. A lot of it is it's directed really well. And uh, one of the criticisms was... I mean, was, Jennifer Lawrence won Best Supporting Actress. Her performance. I get it. But like, I'm just saying, those movies didn't win any scripts. Uh, awards like I'm just gonna say I'm not saying their scripts are terrible but I'm, let's not act like people were going in in like oh it's like Aaron Sorkin wrote this or Eric Warren Singer wrote this or whatever it's David Russell so there's probably a lot of it was like well you know he can make things pop off the page this may not look great when I read it but whatever I'm just saying like but also if you're getting paid if you're getting paid and you're not working 
a long if you're not working that much and you don't have to fly anywhere i think you're more you're more likely to say yes to things yeah but i i guess i guess my take is for the most part none of these folks are working actors that are just looking for work these are people that can afford to be picky and choosy right that's all i understand but i'm just saying they're not this isn't some grueling six month shoot you know i get it i get it um, people people will be in bad things if it doesn't take up a lot of their time and they get paid a lot of money but david russell is probably done oh yeah he's done i can't believe he got 80 million dollars for another movie after the sexual assault thing came out who gave him 80 million bucks uh what like the studio well, but but that's the other thing is I it was probably it 20, sold, but it was probably sold as saying I got Christian Bale, I got Margot Robbie, I got this, yeah, and I, I got that. So all you need to do is give me eighty million dollars, I'm going to make this. Look how great you're going to do. So I'm sure that the new region, the script, the script got done, and the stars got attached to it. So whoever the producers were said, "All right, we got this and this and this. So we just need to find someone that's going to give us a money to make and it, distribute it. Yeah, twentieth century distribute it." Um, so yeah, there's like, okay, so I mean, don't worry, darling, you know, flopped. Uh, was that supposed to be, was that like going to be the star making directorial thing? Or was it only like getting all this attention because of all the drama about it? it Otherwise it was just another movie. It had hype because I'm not going anywhere. I just got to stand up because of my back. No, it had hype because Olivia Wilde directed Booksmart. And Booksmart was very well received. And I don't know. People... It's it feels like that the looking backward on it, that movie appears to have lost a lot of uh, its shine. Yeah, because it's just super bad with girls. It oh right, that's right. basically what it is. But in this case, the the girls are like overperformers, and they're gonna go to these great schools and everything. But it's ba- that's basically what it is. Um. So there's that. I do think that's a good movie. I like that movie. But it was that. It was more serious. She had a hell of a cast. She had Chris Pine, Florence Pugh, uh, herself, I guess. I mean, but like uh, And it's supposed well, to be a Jordan it's supposed to be a Jordan Peterson takedown, so everyone's looking to do that. Oh uh, well, I mean okay. Supposedly. Yeah. Yes. Supposedly she, gonna be one. She mentioned it. Uh Nick Kroll is in it. Uh Gemma Chan, who's the girl from Eternals. Oh yeah. Uh, sorry, Timothy Simons, Douglas Smith, all that stuff. So, yeah, it was that. I mean, yeah, and it was supposed to be. People thought of it like an awards contender, and you know the trailers. It like, oh, what the premise is, seems pretty interesting. Whatever. Um, and I read the plot. It is so dumb. But what was the movie with Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway? The video game movie, or whatever. Like there's an abusive father or something, and but it's everything's in a video game. And I it's like have no idea. The flop house, the flop house reviewed it. Uh, no idea. It's not colossal. That's a different one. No, no, no. Colossal is actually good. Uh, hold on, I'll find it. I got it right here. Serenity. That's what it was. Serenity. I remember it. So like, yeah. There's there's like basically all this stuff that happens. Uh, it says follows a fishing boat captain who is approached by his ex-wife to murder her abusive new husband. So that's like what, and then you find out it's like this is done in like the son's video game or something, like close to the end. It's like what the hell? Like it has one of those 
twist to it. So what was the movie that we saw where like the characters in it were part of some video game and the guy on a boat or some shit like that? Or I don't think we even saw it. Maybe I heard about it. Yeah, I think that's Serenity. Is that what it is? Yeah, I swear to God, this is the movie. Oh, that's right. Right. Yeah. And this guy's on a boat and it's like it's all in this kid's mind or whatever. Yeah, right? exactly. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah, so there's that. Um, and then there was all all the stuff came out, the Shia LaBeouf stuff, and then Shia LaBeouf basically outed Olivia Wilde as a liar, all that stuff. I mean, anybody that doesn't know, you can go look it up. I mean, I we haven't talked about it on the podcast that much, but we've talked about it. We beat it to death just talking about it just off the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm trying to see. Oh, yeah. Fr- Friday, October 21st, because I've been seeing all the social media marketing and television marketing for it is Black Adam with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And he's got special Under Armour Black Adam gear as oh, part God. of Project Rock. And, you know, hashtag the man in black. And he's going to these premieres wearing a leather, only a leather vest and pants and stuff as his top, only a leather vest. It's like, what the hell? And I don't know how this movie's going to be. I mean, I, I don't think it's going it, to, there's a ceiling on how good this movie can be because of the people involved with it. Like the guy who directed it is the guy who directed like The Shallows, the Blake Lively. Oh, I movie. remember. I, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he directed <laughs> like uh, Run All Night. or I, I, I remember the preview. That's all I saw of it. But yeah. it was memorable. So yes. Yeah. Uh, no, but what's his name? Jaume Colette Sarah. He, yes. he, he's directed like two. No, he's directed four Liam Neeson thriller films. Unknown, nonstop, Run All Night and The Commuter. <laughs> It sounds, also, that's very it sounds very Liam Neeson. Yeah. He all he directed Jungle Cruise. Um <laughs> yeah. So well, so it sounds like him and the rock uh oh yeah. That's that that's Some a him and the rock kill. thing. Yeah. So but it's like I've said this before, he basically the rock just chooses me, the rock just chooses directors that he can basically tell what to do. Um so I, I just I just don't think it's gonna, like who are the writers here? So there's only one writer that has a wiki page, Adam. So I remember Stiken. this movie having a lot of hype post Shazam because everyone was saying, oh, if they're gonna do Shazam, Black Adam, clearly it's gonna be The Rock, boom, boom, boom. And now here we are two weeks away, and it's like, yeah, it's coming, but I'm just not hearing much anything about it. I mean, I'm not yep. hearing much hype. So the the guy, one of the credited writers. This is his. These are his credits. Maid of Honor, which is that Patrick Dempsey, Michelle Monaghan rom com. I actually kind of like it, but it's not very good. It's, uh, it's 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 someone getting married, right? Yeah. Well, yes, but it's MAID. A, there are like three, two to three laugh out loud parts in it. No, it's M A D Maid of Honor because it's okay. Because her best oh, friend. Oh, because he's a is guy. Patrick Dempsey. Yeah, her best right. friend is Patrick Dempsey, who sleeps around a lot. He makes her, he, or sorry, she makes him the maid of honor at her wedding, right? As he's about to tell her how he truly feels about her. And then it's like, surprise, I'm back from my two-week trip in Scotland. I'm getting married. And he has to go and prove to her and basically somehow tell her in Scotland when she's over there with her new husband, supposed to be a new husband, that he's in love with her. 
Um, yeah, so two laugh out loud moments definitely worth a hundred minutes of my time. Um, no, so yeah, it's just like it's it is it's good. I swear. I mean, not not that it's good, but it, there are laughs. There are laughs. Yeah. So maid of honor, due date. Remember due date with uh, Rob, Zach Robin Williams. No, Zach Galifianakis and Robin Downey Jr. Uh, I remember. Uh, I remember it. Yeah, yes. it was what Todd Phillips did, like right after hanging. Alvin and the Chipmunks, the road chip. He was uncredited on <laughs> Diary of a Wimpy Kid, the long haul. He wrote. He was a writer on Rampage. Scoob. Stop. He was a writer on Rampage. Yeah. Wait, did, did did he write the part where the gorilla does the finger in the hole in his hand? Oh, I have no Impli- idea. Probably. I mean, was was he the genius that implied like, "Hey, Rocky, gonna fuck her"? Is that is is that the subtle nuance? <laughs> you, you know, yeah. you know the 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 lightest of touches you yeah. need to really pull that off. You know, it's sort of yeah. I think the message. I think the message we're trying to send to the kids in the audience. Uh, he did Scoob. Go fuck and, that girl. Yeah. Go fuck that girl from Pirates of the Caribbean. That's what you needed to. Oh, because the like girl the, was or Naomi Pirates Harris. Two. I'm sorry. Yeah. The girl was Naomi Harris, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you know who was Skyfall. another girl in Pirates of the Caribbean? Zoe Saldana. Yes, who played yeah. a pirate of all. Think things. you're think you're so smart. <laughs> I know I'm smart. Though. Oh, exactly. Wow. <laughs> uh, and then now he's on Black Adam. So yeah, that's October 21st. But don't worry, it gets better. As that's thing, I don't know if I'm excited for any movies for the rest of the year. Well, excited is I don't know. If I, I, I rarely for, get excited. Aren't you excited for Ruth Conda forever? I'm getting there. Um, I'm sorry. So uh, there's Ticket to Paradise with Julia yes. Roberts and George Clooney. <laughs> so so what is that? It's like the the divorced parents of this daughter that's getting married is like, we got to go stop her from making a decision, making a mistake like we made with each other. And they go down to the Bahamas or whatever, and they basically bond over the fact they're trying to break up her daughter's pending marriage. And guess what? They rekindle their love for each other. It's, I, I don't, mean, do we have to talk about this? I, I'm... I'm like George Clooney. Are you really making this shit? Aren't you supposed to be out like trying to keep Aleppo from continuing to be bombed? I mean, you're going to make some nothing movie, and Julia Roberts, what? Like, like, well, I I would say you two used to be big stars. <laughs> now who the fuck knows what you are? So they're going to be like, look, I have to, I got to do something. You know, I'm sure George is saying, just get me the fuck away from Huma for a few months. Huma. What? Amal? What, what's his wife's name? It, you're thinking of it's Amal. Um, yeah. Huma is the Huma is the one that was Anthony married Wiener. to the right, the one that caused Donald Trump Huma. to be president, basically. Huma. Oh my God. Amal, well, whatever. Huma Abedin. Yeah, it's Amal Alamudin. Huma Amal. Tomato tomato. <laughs> Oprah Huma. Huma Oprah. Uh <laughs> November none none of the, your none of your friends will get that reference at all like no nobody listens to this right <laughs> uh, <laughs> November 2022 uh hold on uh let me pause this real quick how do I pause this wait wait wait, wait pause wait. I you okay yeah I just hear some background staticky stuff that's all, it's all just right, sort I'll of pause I'll be right back
Okay, so yeah, no one's gonna know what Oprah is, but uh, November twenty. So they have a uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Did you just want to start with that? Because I know they released. They just released the second trailer. It's coming out a month, right? Yeah. What do you think? Like, like, do you think it's? I mean, it's clearly not going to have the juice that the first one did. I, I just think that, you know, just with the struggles that the movie theater, the theatrical business is going through, I think they're just going to have trouble getting people in. Now, maybe this is a Top Gun moment, um, but I, what do you think? I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not thinking about whether it's going to be a good or bad movie because Marvel, I think is challenged to make something interesting, even though this, this is still the same director, right? Of uh, Yeah. It's Ryan Coogler. So I I think though it's an uphill climb because in one, no Chadwick Boseman, but two, I mean, I, I think you've never seen a brand, I think fall so far. Um, not that it's bad, it, right? And and not that it's in a bad way, but it was the pinnacle. It was at the height of heights, and it has really fallen. And I think a lot of these Disney Plus shows have sort of watered it down as well. And so here comes this, which might be good, but will it matter? And I'm talking about it from not from a is this going to be good. I'm talking about it more from a. Um, is it going to be wildly profitable like Disney hopes? I don't know. I mean, I'm just like, I don't have, I'm not like, I'm, I'm really not, I don't have any excitement for it. Like at all. I'm just, I saw the trailer for it and it's just kind of like, I thought the first trailer, I thought the first trailer was a great trailer. Like it was genuinely like, but it was like one of the first times with a Marvel movie that I was able to say, that's a great trailer, but I was so separated from it that I, I was not hyped at all. I just, just recognized that's a great trailer. But if you go back to the, like the final Endgame trailer, where they base it's where like ninety percent of the trailer is just old footage from old Marvel movies that they put in like gray and black, and then they just come in with the theme at the end and like this red shade starts to take over. Like oh my god, like that was a like I was so we were just just one like i was so in it with this one it was just like wow that's that's a really it's a really nice trailer cool moving on i mean and then but this what do one... you i mean what do you so so the fact that you're not as connected to it and you are like prime audience there yeah. to for, for it to really hit with and i think everyone generally is just a few notches down from being as hyped. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, seeing the second trailer. Also, it's like, I hate the thing, and Marvel movies have done this in the past too, even when I was connected, where it's like the first trailer makes it seem like it's going to be this, you know, dark night, like, level, like, oh, shit, shit's going to really go down. And then the second trailer, third trailer comes out, it's like, nope, this is just a Marvel movie. There are the jokes. There's all that. That kind of happened where it's like, here are the jokes. Here's so like, whatever. What is... So what is the conceit of Wakanda Forever? Is this like so like there's something going is on? Is Zuri becoming like yeah, Iron Man, is, is oh. she becoming Iron Man two or whatever? 
Sure. She got some Meg. Well, no, Riri, 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 whatever. Williams is going to become Ironheart, and Iron then Heart. in this movie, or is that down? Yeah, there? like she, okay. they show her with the Iron Man interface in this okay. movie. It's like okay, so she's going to be flying a suit. They so they show Shuri in the uh the Black Panther suit, which is like okay, and then but it has to do with the Namor. So Namor's got his little winged. Oh, angles. that's right, Namor. Na- but Namor is like Mexican, uh, because they do it. No, it's actually kind of cool how they do it. So instead of it being called Atlantis, it's like Ten Tenoch. It's almost like Tenochtitlan or whatever. It's similar to that, yeah. Right. And like that, and they got like the they look like Aztecs. I mean, so I actually think that's kind of interesting. But it's funny because they show Namor like he's got all these ships coming after him, and he basically is like jumping on the air, and he just like takes one out, and it's like, oh, that's pretty cool. And he's got the little winged feet. I'm like, all right, whatever. Like I thought it was cool, but again, thought it was cool, but it did not get me hyped. So like I was just kind of like, there's there was just this gap. I'm just like well, I'm and, just not hyped. And and is this also the ten to fifteen, ten to twelve minute cameo that like Black Panther was in Civil War that you just get enough of a taste of him no, in advance of like, the movie to become, or is he like no, he's no, in for there, a there's like of time. I forget what it is, but there's something with like they have a war with like the land dwellers or something. So there's like there's clearly a third party in this that hasn't been revealed because they're not gonna have Namor be the primary antagonist for a full movie to right whatever unless he starts as a and as an antagonist and it's sort of they join up halfway through it or whatever right that's what's like gonna happen so i don't i don't know it's like look angela bassett looks like she's gonna be great in the movie and she's really given really just she's emoting chewing the shit out of the scenery and then you know she's she's narrating another disney documentary is what you're saying yeah exactly (laughs) i mean i I, yeah so there's i don't know i mean if it comes out and it's like 97 percent or whatever yeah i'll see it but man if that hits with that like 72 73 shit it just might be like let's just wait 45 not gonna it's not gonna it's not gonna pop at 72 73 yeah well i was gonna uh, say it it will not be allowed to be that low exactly uh, Thursday, November twenty fourth, Thanksgiving, Disenchanted on Disney Plus. Can't wait to see that. Honestly, I'm I'm pretty. Um, there's, I, there's there's a couple football games happening the following day that are likely going to take a lot of my attention. Well, yeah, we play uh, Tulane the following day. In JMU JMU Coastal. Oh yeah. Uh, the, the nationally ranked James Madison University Dukes. Yep. That I that I corrected someone, saying that uh, someone was saying yeah James Madison coming in third in the founding fathers, behind uh, George Washington and Benjamin Franklin, and I said yeah but JMU had a much tougher strength schedule than Franklin, and the guy agreed. (laughs) He basically said yeah that's right, boom and counted everything down. So, wow. Uh, so disenchanted. I'm kind of looking forward to that one. I think Amy Adams decided to come back. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's good. Uh, that movie will always be immortal because of that, because of the little CGI chipmunk saying that. I'm um, thinking that. But I mean, that that movie, like, so overperformed people's expectations just because the musical numbers were good enough. 
and what's her face so inhabited the character yeah um and you know it was the but it's like people sleep on like james marsden was great in it too yeah i'm looking for a beautiful girl hey you know i'm looking for one of those two or whatever that (laughs) the most new york the most the fakest comic booky new york cartoonish character like new york construction workers ever speaking of that we saw disney on ice this past weekend we i won't go <laughs> how was it alex was it good you all right alex <laughs> yeah i'm fine no it's just the. Uh... <laughs> I can't do it so much on the podcast. So Alex and Raven, I want to be clear. Alex and Raven went to Disney on ice without <laughs> kids. And let's just say that every ticket taker noticed. What do you mean? I mean they, that you oh, were there and didn't grow. have kids. And they were oh, like, yeah. oh. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we went to Disney on ice. They performed Frozen numbers and Encanto numbers. And, you know, the kids... The kids there really dug it, but it was definitely a thing where everybody was there to see Encanto, clearly, stop, because... Stop. There's a difference between really dug it and completely lost their shit. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like Frozen, because Frozen came out nine years ago. It's like Frozen like was like, oh, cool, cool, you know, Frozen, whatever. But at Frozen, it was all about let it go. Like, not even, like, for the first... So they didn't even do Do You Want to Build a Snowman. They did not do that song. But they did For the First Time in Forever... So it was like that one a little bit, but let it go, got the, got the pop, right? But it's like so many people were arriving late because everybody was basically just there to see Encanto. I'm, like when, when the show started and it was frozen, it was probably 55 to 60% full. By the time Encanto started, it was like 90% easy. And so the other thing was so many people coming in late, like we get to the let it go part where Elsa's, you know, letting her hair down and you know really just bang, well lip syncing banging it out all that stuff just i'm sorry i shouldn't say banging belting it out and all that stuff <laughs> <laughs> belting it out and it's like we get three people like that come in in front of us to slide over so we got people standing up in front of us it's like what the so we're sitting there like are you fucking serious like during during disney I, on Ice. i missed i missed her having her orgasm right exactly um so there's that uh but man when it got to Encanto like also the because they brought out the whole house in it for Encanto for let it go like yeah they brought out a sled and all those stuff but also during so at the end of the Frozen number the Disney the staple characters for Disney come out to like celebrate like yeah that was Frozen and whatever so all of all of the Disney characters (laughs) that's goofy yeah that was frozen (laughs) all 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 of the disney characters come out like dressed in snow clothes because of the ideas they're dressed like if they were going to arendelle when it was frozen so what's great is what i found really great was they come out on this on this uh on the sled that belonged to uh sven and Kristoff, and mickey's like sitting in the driver's seat with you know, he's got his sweater, jacket, a scarf, you know, he's wearing the pants and everything. And then he's got ski goggles up above his eyes, right? Like, because, you know, why don't have to wear them inside? 
and right. he's doing the he's trying to pump up the crowd and he's just and they're playing the generic Disney on Ice music, just very generic, like just like some fanfare type stuff. It's not like they're not playing like Fantasia 2000 stuff. It's just generic. They got some temp music or something. And it's great because you see you see Mickey trying to hype up the crowd like those, like the t-shirt, the guys coming out shooting the t-shirts uh, during media time, not even halftime, media timeouts at college basketball games. And it's great because he's like, he's clapping, he's clapping, and he's just pumping his arm. And what's great is he's kind of bobbing his head and he's got just this huge Mickey head. So when he bobs, it's just, I don't know, he just looks like a big ass bobblehead. And he's just, you know, and he's he's pumping the crowd. And I related it to, for any listeners of the podcast, the Oprah Winfrey, Winfrey producer with the manila folder trying to get the crowd hyped up for the 10 second, 10 second uh, pop for the local affiliates and everything. And just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get to Encanto and like from the jump. So when they bring out the house, I didn't say this, but the door, the magical door, like a little gold sparkle comes and the door appears. And you sure. even heard the, oh, like the, we're actively looking for Mr. Simpson type of thing. <laughs> you're like, you're the, oh, it's, it's about to start, you know? And there's, so there's that. And, uh, you know, Miriam, is it Miriam? It's not Miriam, is it? Which one? The, the main girl? one. Yeah, the main girl. Oh. Miriam. Is that her name? No. Mer- Merida. Merida? No. no. It's not Merida. Mer- Miranda? <laughs> Don't Med- just like say Med- something. Medusa. Yeah, exactly. Hold on. Encanto. It was memorable, wasn't it? Jesus Christ. I've seen Encanto Mirabel. so many times. Mirabelle. 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 Yeah, because there's the part where Camillo, his head changes to a baby, like, like that, like that in the movie. Uh, oh, yeah, I was gonna say they made that happen on ice. No, I, <laughs> I gotta see that show. That's pretty good, man. Yeah. So seriously, Mirabelle yeah. comes out and is like doing the Sally Field, like you like me. She comes out just yes. arms like this, and yes. oh my god, p- kids were going oh my god oh my god it's it's mirabelle like kids were going crazy oh my god it's this person who can skate dressed like mirabelle right with these big old you know these oh my big god old glasses swifty lazar glasses yeah, yeah. so <laughs> so then so it's like that's great but then it gets to the you know it gets to louisa uh under pressure and everybody's ready for that and like when she does the little like drip 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 with her shoulder you know how she mm-hmm. does that turn were you seeing so, were we seeing all the kids in the audience just do the same thing oh yeah well kids just oh, like God. like she did the thing oh my she, gosh she did that she did that thing yeah exactly <laughs> and like so the it comes back to the bop of the boobie because this whole thing is lip sync and they lip synced like the scenes like key scenes of the movie so there will be some times where they lip sync stuff and there's no song they're just lip syncing this whole scene and because we are in an arena uh with thousands of seats you have to sell what you are lip syncing you have you have to express so like somebody could be saying stuff like what are you doing but instead of you just kind of normally being like your hands you're just lifting your hands up being like what are you doing like palms up what are you doing it is like this like what are you doing? Like just hands the all whole, just doing right, like right, all right, right, right. going for right. like wacky waving a play more friendly too man. Right. right <laughs> expressions. Right. So I I think I texted you mid like 
show i'm like yeah a lot very expressive a lot of bop a boopy energy <laughs> um so yeah it was um and this is the part of it where it's like you know there were parents after it was over that like lean over to their kids and i know you've done this with me with when i was really young but you know when you're older there's a part of it like where it's like okay you're kind of late on but wasn't that amazing like it's like okay yeah it was cool like i mean it was were just the kid were the kids like yeah or the girl or, behind or, it or it's girl... like the, the the question is really i spent two hundred dollars to buy tickets for all of us you really liked it right <laughs> tell me i didn't waste all this money <laughs> yeah so the girl behind us she was really young she was probably like four or five but she was like yeah like you know she really liked it um okay. But it was funny because the hype, the two hype people that came out to let the people know of, hey, when it's dark, don't get up and move because there are going to be some moments of the show where like the, there was a girl that was blonde and she was wearing a blue getup. And the girl immediately was like, that's Elsa. And the dad was like, no, that's not Elsa. Elsa's coming later. So <laughs> there's that as well. But no, it, all in all, it was an interesting experience. There were still. Oh, wait, some... you were going to talk about. uh the bruno um we don't talk about bruno thing. what about the, no when they started doing that song oh did that did so, that get the most outrageous yeah pop? no like that one was it was crazy because it was like the conversation and the piano like comes in do new new like we don't talk and as soon as that happened it's people oh oh, like, oh my god that, that, that's <laughs> that's kane's music that's it, kane's it, music yeah, exactly. <laughs> like literally it was the literally, big red machine even bad. even like i could see parents like leaning over to their kids like that, that's the thing that's the thing because you know there were kids for the next three months after that movie came out that were just singing that song um and so yeah like like that was i told you like this so there's this guy who does a lot of Chicago sporting events, he sings the national anthem. His name is Jim Cornelison. And he is a, like, opera tenor or whatever. He's he bar he baritone. baritone. Bass. Okay, yes, he's whatever. definitely not a tenor. Okay, well, sorry. I don't. I never sang. <clears throat> and I can't sing, as you know. So, <laughs> Are you still able to whistle more than one note? Yes, yes. Okay. We've been over are, this so are, many times. Okay, so you've, since you're I was better like, than the first seven notes of Jingle Bells. Yeah, since I was, okay. like, 18. <laughs> So anyways, <laughs> I took to your 18 for you to whistle more than one note. Okay. So anyways, but the way this guy sings is well, he's like, oh, like he's very whatever. Right. But so Chicago he's at a fans, like he's at a Bears game or a Black belting it up. Yeah, right. But normally, fuck the Blackhawks. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so normally, in nor in normal cities, the fans will wait until the end before cheering. But with Chicago. They are as loud and raucous as possible from beginning to end. As soon as this guy starts, it just yeah, like that just nonstop scream. Yes. So if anybody can look it up, go look up the 10th anniversary of 9-11 bears, <laughs> bears opening day in Chicago. It is the most American thing. It like, you will be ready to run through a wall. It's up there with, um, with the Philadelphia flyers laying out the Soviet union 
hockey team during the world the world circuit <laughs> right. or whatever it is right. it is it the is broad amazing. street bullies yeah just like getting into fights with the rush with the soviets yeah not just yeah. getting into fights but just right sla- just slashing they, they, their faces and just yeah yeah they only right. wanted to play them to fight them basically <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes and in philadelphia of all places where yes. independence hall is it's just amazing um, well, yeah, the, the same energy that poos Santa in the '60s, but yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's like I love America so much. <laughs> yeah, so, what's what did America say at the beginning of Godfather? I believe in America. You goddamn right, I believe in America. <laughs> so, where was I? Um, yeah. no, so, um, uh, so Jim yeah. Cornelison, I yeah, think you so, were going to make a reference yeah. to. Chicago sports fans screaming at the yeah. top of their lungs so, from the beginning of the beginning song. To end. So literally, that's what we talk about, Bruno. That where we don't talk about Bruno. That's what it was. It was people yelling and hooping and hollering from beginning to end uh, for that song. Like that's like everybody, anybody who spent that, like the two hundred dollars you said, like that's what they spent it for. It was for that three and a half minute. Yeah, what's the thing you talked about when you were at like game game three or game four of the World Series or something? And you talked about no, 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 you weren't. It wasn't no, the World no. Series one because it, it was it, it was a regular season game. So yeah. nineteen eighty, and they won on a walk off. And you talked right about, in nineteen eighty. Yeah, yeah, in nineteen eighty. No, no. I'll, 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 let me tell the yeah, story. Go ahead, go ahead. So in nineteen eighty six, the Orioles were sort of this middling team, but they had traded for. No, I'm sorry, they had signed a bunch of free agents. So they still had Cal Ripken and Eddie Murray, but their pitching was sort of. Shit. No, no, I think it was 85. It was before they bottomed out. 86 was the beginning of the bottom out. So 85, they signed these guys. So Ripken was a couple years off his MVP. You know, they're all a couple years off, and Murray was still there. He was still making it happen. They signed Fred Lynn. Fred Lynn, previous uh, MVP of the league in the late 70s. Um, probably on the downside of his career, but could still play. So three-game series, he hits a, a – first game, he hits a game-winning – um home run i want to say like a two-run homer um it might have been like a four-game series starting in on a thursday then the following game it's the following game it's a tie game and uh um they're playing the twins and the following game is a tie game in the ninth and he hits a home run to win that so it's like wow two back-to-back nights he hits a home run to win the game so then the next night so bear in mind this is 1985 the twins were hot garbage. All they had was Kirby Puckett and nothing else. They were a bad team. 40 some odd thousand people had shown up to see the Orioles that were sort of middle of the road American League team play the twins. There's a lot of things driving this, one of which was the Colts had left a year beforehand. And so people were really sensitive about supporting local teams. So teams wouldn't leave. And the Orioles had just started a market really hard to Washington, D.C. This is well before D.C. got their own team. So there's a lot of folks from down in Washington coming up to Orioles games. So you get 40,000 people. And so they're down four to two in the ninth. And I, I would, I went to my games. I went to these games with um, uh, my mom. So your grandmother. And we had seats in the upper deck, probably fifth row up in the upper deck called upper box. And so they're down four to two in the ninth lead off is Cal Ripken leads off, hits a single. And then Eddie Murray, gets up he hits another single so we got first and second with nobody out and up comes fred lynn down four two stadium is fucking rocking because fred lynn had just hit two home runs it is feeling it and so fred lynn 
gets a gets a pitch. He hits a um um away from him gap home run. And I had never seen a stadium explode so much. You would look out in the bleachers and you were literally seeing people taking whole cans of beer, soda, and popcorn and throwing them straight up into the air. You were just seeing liquid and popcorn just flying straight up into the air. And and I mean, it the place just exploded. And it was 40 some odd thousand people. And, you know, Baltimore in the mid 80s, I mean, not a lot happening. So it's like you get this little bit of like, wow, can you believe this all went down? And it was just an incredible thing. So obviously what you're saying is this is pretty much that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is pretty much the equivalent <laughs> of when they started singing, you just saw whole cups of food and drinks getting thrown into yeah. the air. It wasn't like it wasn't that much, but it was like the way I remember you describing that when you told me that story. And I think you've only told me that story once, but the way you describe it was I'm, you had your Camden Yards picture was up. So even though Camden, I don't think Camden Yards was. No, no, no. Like, yeah, no, it wasn't. So, uh, Camden Yards didn't up until 92. This is 85. Right, right, right. But for me, in my brain, I'm right. looking at Camden Yards thinking that's the thing. So in that picture, there's like in the first uh like lower bowl area if it goes back far enough because of when the picture was taken it's just like this black you know yeah because you don't see a but you see some tops of heads or whatever it's just black but the way you described it was it was like you saw people were going to it looked like people were coming out of their seats oh my god no but you basically the way you described it was it looked like people were just going to keep going forward like just like almost ascend to heavens so the way I imagined it was like if out of <laughs> if out of this black people were just like yeah like that. <laughs> I I'm telling you that's what it felt like because almost everyone at the same time it was like watching the when Navy the midshipmen graduate and everyone throws their hats yeah. up in the air it was that sort of thing it's like everyone spontaneously threw all their beverages mm-hmm. and shit directly into the air at the same time and and baron i I mean i'd also say like this was the end of like baseball when baseball was fun because it became very corporate in the late 80s to 90s and now if you sneeze hard at a baseball game people look at you but i mean if you look back at baseball in the 70s and a little bit in the 80s but especially in the 70s i mean you had like you know disco demolition night the chicago white Sox blowing up you know, cases of disco records on the field to the point that the next day is so it was an event in Chicago at Comiskey Park, old Comiskey Park, that they would just had this disco demolition night where they blew up records and the field was so damaged from it. The Orioles were supposed to play the next day. They had to cancel the fucking game because the field was so torn up. If you have an opportunity, watch 1976 when Chris so the Yankees were playing the Royals for the American League Championship Series. And the winner of that series went on to play the Reds and the Reds swept. But because that was like peak big red machine. Mm-hmm. But um it was Chris Chambliss hits first baseman for the Yankees at the time, hits a home run in the clinching series at Yankee Stadium to win the series. I swear to God, 
it was 80,000 people, Lord of the fucking flies. <laughs> he could barely make it around. I mean, this is summer of Sam, New York City, you know, uh, where Gerald Ford told New York to go fuck itself. It was like a beam, like New York City in its shittiest, worst time of the 70s, when people were, when buildings were losing so much value, they would hire people to torture so they collect the insurance money because that was the only way they get the, I mean, New York was just a fucking mess. And if you watch, he hits a home run and you won't see more people rush to field at the same time. And it's like, you can't imagine this happening now. I mean, now it's like, if you come in with a bat, I mean, I remember going to, you could go into baseball games with like full bottles of liquor and just get mm -hmm. hammered. Just bring it in. You have a, you have like a, there was a checking anything for guns or nothing like that. I mean, you just came in with your thermos full of magic spider juice or whatever that had, you know, it had whatever. It's like, you would just bring your own shit and, and you just get fucked up and this. And now I was at some, I was traveling for work and literally you can't walk into a place with a, with anything bigger than a cell phone and it's got to be in a clear bag. Yeah. Any stadium anywhere. It's like, man, I remember when sporting events used to be fucking fun. I mean, now it's like, Nope, can't do, can't do shit now. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just look up 1976 Chambliss home run. And of course it's great. Cause Cosell is probably a, a uh, boy. Yeah. He, he's probably announcing it. No, but by the way, Baltimore, they were they were 83 and 79 this year. The Orioles. I'm shocked. I mean, that's something you can look forward to, unlike the fucking Reds. 62 and 100. 60, and Phil Cassidy, lowest fan turnout for the entire year since 1985. Because Phil Castellini, the dipshit son of the owner, at the beginning of the season was like, so where are you going to go? We, we, that's what he told the fans. Because the WCPO or whoever went out there and was like, you know, what do you say to fans that, you know, basically doubt that ownership has any interest in fielding a, a competitive team? He's like, well, you know, it's where are they going to where are you going to go? That's what he said. Guess they didn't fucking go to Reds games, did they, Phil? Well, that's the oh, thing. They, they average what? Um, they got like a million four this year, yeah, right? One point four eight million. And, and And that's what's interesting about baseball is. I remember, so growing up, following the Orioles, like in 1978, the Orioles only drew like a million people. Like getting 12 to 13,000 in a game was not atypical. In 79, when they ended up winning the pennant and losing to the, it, losing to Pittsburgh in the series, they had a million 680, which is better, but it's not insane. They ended up getting 2 million in like 19... You know, 82, 83, 84, probably. How many people were in America back then? And how many people are in America now? 200 million people. Well, hang on. There's a shitload less people in Baltimore than there were in the 70s. <laughs> I'll oh. tell you that. I was yeah. going to say. Well, I was well. going to say. I mean, I mean, it's Baltimore's got some Detroit vibes kind of happening. <laughs> at, at least we're not Detroit. We're yeah. not Detroit. Um, I was going to say, Mike. I'm telling you. Well, Baltimore's you. best year was probably 1954. No, I mean, like, from a population standpoint. So, two things. So, number one, yes, that's what it was like. At, uh, we don't talk about Bruno. It was literally just like people just, you know, because you just dark, you just see people, you just see these figures just getting up for Bruno. 
so yeah so there was that but that was that's kind of like the disney on ice experience but no the other thing for baltimore we went to downtown baltimore to go see gary owen do stand up which was really funny um but man it was just like i hadn't seen those types of people in a long time <laughs> like what uh, what sort of people no just like hard you could tell just some hard living or just some hard raised people so wait are these people at the show or are these people as you're driving into town at the show and then we went to the horseshoe which is the casino oh yeah right there so we went there just like just people just walking around like just you could tell people some former or current drug addicts just you could tell the teeth the 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 sunken sullen cheek face bones like there's thin and then there's like strung out thin you know what i mean uh but also like dudes wearing camo jumpsuits with jordans and high tube socks and stuff it's just kind of like okay I sh- it's just been a while it's we in it yeah it's just like damn it's it's been a long but when time. was the last but when was the last time you saw that I'm just saying it's been a long time since I've like been in Baltimore. I was I was basically framing it as it's just been a long time since I've been in downtown Baltimore. Um, yeah, it's just it's been a long time because that was the other thing because the Bengals played the Ravens at M&T Bank Stadium yesterday, and a coworker was like, "Man, we should have gone to the game. We should have gone to the game." I'm like, "Bro, I'm just not trying to go to downtown Baltimore at 8:30 p.m. and leaving at midnight." Is the I light know, rail? I, does the light rail still run from I, down dad, there? I, I, I'm just. And of course, like, oh, don't be so scared, G. Don't be scared. It's like, bro, it's not even like, it's not even so much a thing of just being scared. It's just, just play the fucking odds, you know? Like, a lot of my life is just like, I'm not going to say a lot of my life, but a, a lot of times you can kind of see a situation. Just just be smart. What, what's the thing, <laughs> other guys? Remember the be smart conversation we had? Just be, you know, and what what'd you do? We were not we were not smart. Like, we're just, just play the odds. What's the likelihood of something jumping off at this one area as opposed to if you don't go to that area? Right. I'm not saying that it's going to dictate my life, but goddamn, I mean, you could play the odds a lot of the time, you know, right. don't live your life in fear, obviously, but be smart, you know? Um, but yeah, so I wanted to, I mean, okay. If you want to talk, there's Avatar, Avatar comes out uh, at the end when of the year. When does that come out? End of the year? December 16th. I mean, that thing made has made what, 70 some odd million dollars in a re-release, the original? Oh one? yeah. Yeah. That's people, people dig Avatar. Um, but no. Avatar. <laughs> oh god, yeah. So the last thing I wanted to mention, and this is not related to movie stuff, but I did want to talk about mm, the Cincinnati Bearcats. Just football. We can talk about basketball too if you want, but football wise, because I was going over it in my head, I was thinking about because USF rushed for 224 yards against us on Saturday, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about like how many NFL guys are on that defense probably and and i'm talking like upperclassmen so like junior seniors who could be NFL guys so like for example jaheem is like jaheem thomas he's an outside linebacker he is a retro sophomore so i wouldn't even put him in like consideration but it's like sean pace was was looking to do that he hadn't had a great year this year yeah so there's um, that but it's like i'm looking at like sammy anderson jacron shepherd taj ward arquan bush jacob dingle or yeah jacob dingle Javon I don't Hicks. think I don't think and any I, of them. Yeah, I don't think any of them I mean, are pros. I mean, maybe a couple of them might late get drafted, maybe if they test well. 
But I mean, I don't think of the, I, there's none that stand out as obvious pros like there I were. Mean, I think Briggs. I think Briggs is a pro potentially. Sure, and um, and and in time, I think Godfather can get there. Yeah, yeah, he could. I mean, he could. But in yeah, time. it's like pace. I mean, he's just small. He's just and yeah, no, 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 and, and, and right, 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 right. But um, I mean, I think people were thinking like Deshaun Pace might go pro after this year, and I don't know if that's yeah, happening. that's not gonna happen. I don't know well, if that's happening right now. I, I mean, he even yeah. banged up. I don't think he's been banged up. I mean, he was banged up. Um, it was either toward the end of the Tulsa game or toward the end of the Indiana game. He was banged up a little bit. But it's also like man, six three, two thirty, and he can cover. He he gonna be somewhere. He he's gonna be somewhere. Right. 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 Um. So no, I was just thinking about that. And like that just kind of crossed my mind of like, man, you know, I look up and down that secondary. I'm like, I don't, I mean, Sammy Anderson, he's young. He could be like Taj Ward ain't a pro. Arkham no, Bush. No, no, no. Maybe no. if Arkham Bush stayed healthy and he didn't have so no. many dings. No. no, I'm saying over his whole career, he just had so right. many hamstring and all this stuff. It's like, you know, right. maybe he's a slot guy, but it's like, there's, there's Bush. There's, uh, you know, I don't think Shepard, I mean, Shepard's probably the most, likely of, well no maybe hicks but like hicks i thought hicks until the usf game honestly um well, i think hicks hicks could i mean but as a six round pick i think hicks is i think yeah. that's doable i mean because it's like like who is it like um wig isn't even in the nfl and i think he's on a practice squad now yeah and he's not going to be forest but i think I mean, he forest could i mean a- yeah, he's insane, you know, he's a special teams ace, and but that's the thing; it's really going to be driven by how does he test, because if if he comes out at four four two, oh, someone will give him an opportunity because I mean he he's performed well, yeah, that, he's performed that thing, well. That was the thing with Derek Ford. Derek Ford's four four one, right? Just like Jesus, right? Um, and he's making I mean he's making plays now, but right. um, the other thing, uh. Yeah, there's going to be a big youth movement in that secondary next year. Like, I don't know who, but it's like you got, what, three, four-star defensive backs coming in? One of them going to play because Hicks going to be gone. Dingle ain't it. And Shepard's probably – well, Dingle's, Dingle's a senior. Isn't Dingle a senior? Dingle's gone after this I year. I thought he was a junior, but uh, well, maybe – COVID depends for COVID year, right? Dynamics. So, are. but it's like you got Amari Stone, uh, Dae or Day McCullough, and uh, like Braden well, Moore and, and Jake. Oh, you talk about safeties. Yeah, JQ. Well, yeah, JQ. Yeah, JQ is going to play. I mean, yeah, it's very obvious. JQ's. I think JQ's going to play later this season. Like, I think um, he's got to. I mean, he's. You he better start playing soon. I mean, I'm not saying he has to, but. I mean, he's only got, we only got what five games left? Six yeah. Games left. No, I mean he plays special teams, so like. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I mean, I mean um, consistently during on defense, right? Right. Um. So yeah, no, I was just, yeah, that was just something that was in my head in terms of, man, it's like how many pros are really on that defense because, uh, just go and I understand what Dave said on the brunch, like just going in the Big Twelve and everything. It's like it's not going to work in the Big Twelve. Well, it's like we're not in Big Twelve now. But it's like, man, there's there's gonna be another youth move, youth movement, I think, on that defense. Yep. Year. Yep. Um I feel like I had one more thing. But I think basketball, basketball season's gonna start. So honestly looking forward to looking forward just to see what they look like. Uh yeah. 
Yeah. So. First game is like November 11th or something like that. Oh, that Friday. I think what, whatever. I I don't know, but it's Friday. around that. It's around that time. But yeah, what you'll be, you'll be down here. It's the following week of you coming down. Yeah, it's like Veterans Day falls on a Friday, so I have a nice long weekend that weekend. And what's great is that's the week come back from vacation, so it's like coming back to a four day week. Yeah, yeah. Anne is off. I'm I'm traveling this week for work. Anne is off um this week in total. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's a we have all the Christmas stuff out. We have oh, to great. we have to put it up. Good times. Maybe October it'll be up by. Don't even just don't just just fucking don't listen. If I don't get it out now, it's like when am I gonna do it? I mean, we need to get it. Yeah, I know, sweetie, I know. So it's like no, you get it out now and you pull it out to the extent you can because when I'm traveling, hopefully Ann works on it. But we'll see how that goes. Yeah, well, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's like I got this bad back, and it's like have we gotten any better? I, I, the upper part is way better. Uh, I'm getting an M- the MRI was scheduled for the Friday after the storm. So if you can imagine that got canceled. So I'm seeing that I'm doing that on Friday, a week from uh, this coming Friday, I'm getting the MRI and then I'm going to PT the following week. But I think I probably have a herniated disc down here, but typically it doesn't require surgery. It's just, it's been like fucking six, eight weeks. And it's, I guess it's a little better but it hasn't appreciably gotten better. Um, so I just, but at least the upper back is mm. significantly better. It's not, it's not all the way back. I just need a, a bunch of physical therapy or something just to get it worked out. I, I ordered probably a hundred hours worth of pillows and stuff for me to sleep on because I was waking up at four o'clock in the fucking morning. Like, why do I hurt so much? And it's like, I need to get lumbar support um, while I sleep just because jesus christ i love sleeping sleeping is great it really sucks when you when you're You're when you're like when you're hip you're in so much pain it wakes your ass up that sucks yeah so i mean raven kind of has to deal with that quite a bit yeah Yeah. she'll have pillows and stuff and she's like she's yeah yeah no i i can't imagine it's gotta that's gotta suck yeah. I, I I just want to I'm just like fuck is this is this is this what getting old is 52 it's like I've wrenched my back before but god damn but you know it feels really good when I go out I mean I'm gonna say really good it's much relieved when I'm able to like go walk and it's and it, it only hurts when I sit down for an extended period of time <laughs> what's the old what's what's the bit of the movie I oh uh, it's terrible um it's a terrible movie, Cannonball Run, where uh, um, Dom DeLuise's character is sitting there. He ends up do- doing something like this, and he's in a cast, and he's doing this. He says, is that okay? No, no, fine. It only hurts when I point. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like, it only, it only hurts when I sleep. Right, it's like, exactly. oh, well, at least I don't need to sleep, you know? Right, exactly. But yeah. Oh, my God. Um. Uh, oh my I god! Mean... I was so I bought like an over-the-air antenna uh, because uh, like we were trying to watch some television after because cable was out for a while. I said, well, "Let's get one of these over-the-air antennas out," and uh, and I plugged it into the TV upstairs to try to see what the over-the-air stuff was. And uh, 
you know, you do the scan and it's like, all right, let's see what's on regular TV. Cause he got all the digital channels and stuff. And Oh my God, Robin hood, men in tights. It's like, you know, I remember Mel Brooks's movies were funny and it's like, he had a few funny movies and then some of his movies, like in the last part of it, it's like, what the fuck happened? No, I mean, Mel Brooks, I mean, that's a guy like the glory days were when he was writing for your show of shows and, and all that stuff. There's a bit with Dom DeLuise where he's doing Marlon Brando and the Godfather oh. to the sheriff of Nottingham. And it's like, it's mildly amusing, but it's like, just like, what? You couldn't do any better, but it's like, that's why they made young Frankenstein, the musical, because God help him. If he has to take something more current, no, like yeah. life stinks right? or dead and loving, dead it, and loving it, which is, has some of your favorite, scenes. the only one scene that's funny. The blood. That's it. The right. blood. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got a wireless printer that doesn't work. Uh, so really, it works for Raven's computer. It doesn't work for mine. Like, why not? Because it's a wireless damn printer. I've never had a wireless printer that works fine. So why can't I'm, you connect to it? I can like connect to it through the HP app, and it works. But I can't do it like I can't do it wirelessly just in general. If I were just to print something through my computer settings, not through the app settings. Did you? But Raven go like. Yes, Did I googled. Google I was away? on tech support. I was on a whole bunch of stuff, and like this fucking tech support guy had the nerve. So it actually worked at one point. Kind was of. it a guy named Steve? Yeah, exactly. Hello, how are you doing? I am Jeff. It's like okay, no, you're not, but thanks. <laughs> um, so like, no, and and like he had it work from the browser, so I could print stuff from a browser. But then I'm like, hey, because then he was trying to say, oh, it works, and I was like, okay, let me try from Adobe did not work let me try for microsoft word did not work yeah hey it doesn't work so he's doing all this stuff where he's like deleting the printer from my devices and then trying to and then it's like okay well, then we're going to reconnect let's try and add it back well it doesn't add back because you delete the printer so it doesn't show up a lot and he's like i think there's something wrong with the computer no fucktard there isn't anything wrong with the computer there's something wrong with your stupid ass machine so are you going to get another i'm going to return it and you? we uh, no another printer just for me what no um no, I'm going to find like one of these wired joints and we're going to do it the old fashioned way. I'm going to find one of these Canon whatever. And because I'm done with this wireless shit. This is like, this is two printers now. Do you plug your, so have you Googled to see like what printers work really well with Apple computers? No, I didn't. You might want to, you might want to take a look at well, that. I just, why does everything have to be wireless? Like, I don't get that. I just remember I never had problems with plugging the thing into the thing and I'd say, hey, can you print this? Boom, done. Like you can the dumbest shit. I, I mean, dumbest... You don't you this have is the, the problem? This is the problem with like uh what's the what, I just retweeted something about it. The electric car. What was the electric car thing where it's like in order to open your glove box, you have to select right. it's like you, it's the I, same I, shit. I tweeted something about that. Yeah, yeah. And I think I quote tweeted it. Or like Uncle Walter's smart home, where when it got really cold in Ohio, he couldn't turn on the heat everything was connected to the smart home and it was all electronic and the the power went out and he couldn't turn on the heat okay so i'm seeing best wireless printers for max they think it's an epson or an hp office jet pro 9015 i have an hp this is literally an hp top 12 best wireless printers for max well here's the hp there all right, we don't have to anyway. go over this. 
just good luck with just, that, man. Yeah, well, it's just so fucking stupid. It's just like I just want the shit to work. I was on tech. I was on the phone with tech support for like an hour, hour and a half. It was. There's something wrong with your computer. There's something wrong with your fucking face. <laughs> That's so weird. Best Mac printer, HP Envy Inspire. Best overall, Canon Pictma. Uh, well, Epson, HP, yeah, Epson. Canon. I was looking at Canon for the wired printers because it's just like, I'm done with this wireless shit. I'm just like, wireless printer, wireless printer. It's like, is it going to work 100% of the time? 90? Need something, so yeah, so that's clearly I'm handling it well. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Did you have yeah. anything else? I did not, dude. I did not. All right, well, I'll let you go, but I figured we we owed it to the people, we owed it to the 12, I know. To the 12 I know. listeners. <laughs> but if you like the podcast, please rate, music, subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at the dot all that around or on Twitter at the underscore all underscore around. GA Thomas 35, mm-hmm. GA Thomas 33. Cetera, two weeks left to school. How many weeks left to school you got? Uh, not two weeks. It is 10 days. I had 10 days left. I have to get a printer. So probably not tests, next week, but maybe the following. Uh, Do you think two two weeks? Yeah, probably the following. Two weeks. All right. Yeah. All right, listeners, listen up. We won't be around next week, but two weeks will probably throw up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean. Two weeks, we'll probably post a new podcast. <laughs> yeah, eagerly waiting <gasps> in anticipation. All right. See you. All right, dude. See you, man.